You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. GMAD. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Papa Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How you doing? So far, so good. Good. That's good. <laughs> All right. So we got some more questions from Hillcrest Academy. That's right. Friday, like I said, guys. they're good. So jump right into it. What are your thoughts about marrying someone from another denomination? Hmm. Well, the Bible questions whether we should be unequally yoked. And that comes from Paul. So uh, depends on the denomination and what we're doing. Uh, There's been a lot of consolidation and, and, you know, the differences have been sort of downplayed in the last several years. Yeah. And so there's not as severe of breaks between denominations. Right. As what there once were. I guess I would nudge much more that you as a couple, two individuals coming together, would make sure you know what is valuable and and what you won't give up Mm -hmm. about your faith, especially if you're two Christians coming together. What will, what's essential and what's not essential. Yeah. And if you can focus on enough essentials, then that's good. Mm -hmm. And if you can agree, especially on the place where you're going to worship, uh, then you've come a long way. Yeah. If you can't agree on if you can't agree on some of the, on the essentials, and you can't agree where to worship, then you probably need to think twice about the relationship. What would some of the essentials be? So, do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior? Okay. Do you believe God the Father, and do you believe in the Holy Spirit? And to what extent do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit is present now and gives gifts today? Uh, you know, so you got. Uh, Young lady that speaks in tongues and the husband, the husband to be says, that's weird. I'm not going to participate in any of that stuff. Right. Then, then you might have a friction point. Yeah. So then, uh, you need to talk through that stuff right. ahead of time. And I know it's so hard Yeah. because these couples, oh, he's so handsome and she's so pretty. And let's, uh, we're, we're really living for the night after right? rather than the or 70 years, my folks are soon going to celebrate their 70th wedding anniversary. Wow. And so we're so ready for the night after they're not ready for the 70 years that follow. Yep. And so, uh, I just nudge, especially to be looking at those things that they have essentially said, okay, yeah. uh, if it's Christian and some other group, then I really would have uh, because I'm, I'm finding that there's a, a essential piece of faith that is necessary for daily living. And if that differs between the two, then you basically are living on different terms. Right. And it's hard to bring all that together. Yeah. So be careful. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, there's a lot of times where not a lot of times, but I've, I've, I've talked to a few young men about, you know, like, well, how do you know, they're the right one. You know, I said, well, do you agree on like the fundamental moral values? Do you have the same ideologies? Cause especially if you're a young man, don't take this the wrong way, everyone. Cause like 
I, I heard someone say this once is I, is that you leaning in saying shut mm-hmm, up and mm-hmm. maybe don't say it? Um, well, um, is that, uh, the man marries the woman hoping she'll never change. And the woman marries a man hoping that she can change him. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's, that's, I mean, uh, it's a little quippy, but you know, there's a little bit of truth to it. It, it just the nature of how we interact as as different ge- different genders sexes there's very little you're going to do to if you're going into a marriage being like you know what we'll work on that later man <laughs> and especially if it's something that's like core to your faith yeah, oh where boy we're gonna go to church and yeah convincing them after the fact i mean that's going to be an uphill battle um i'd i'd much rather have that worked out before the wedding bells. It must be worked out before. Yeah. I'd say that as a pastoral counselor and the one who's worked with couples getting mm-hmm. ready, uh, if it's not worked before, well, what often happens then, if it's not worked at in the positive, right. that this is what we're moving into and, and we're excited about it, then what will happen is the faith within the home will be eroded altogether because dad doesn't carry his faith and mom doesn't carry her faith and it's not evidently it's not important enough right. to live into for either one of them so the kid ends up with no faith at all mm-hmm. because then mom and dad haven't lived into their yeah what they've learned and what they call as important mm-hmm. so why should i right evidently it's not important yeah and that's a big thing is that once you start bringing kids into it man teaching them that stuff is a uh, um uh, is, is what you're there for when you are mm-hmm. a parent. Yeah. That's you're teaching them. They're looking at, they're looking at you, seeing what you're doing and that's going to be important. Very important. Yeah. And especially if we do really consider ourselves Christian, then we're going to raise as best we can Christian children mm-hmm. and who uh, have the values of the Bible and, and, and uh, knowing Christ as savior and the transforming work Christ is trying to do in our lives. It's all part of it. Yep. And if we, you know, have played it down so much at home at the kitchen table that we don't touch that subject. Right. Well, Johnny ain't going to touch it then when he's grown up. Right. Yeah. Bring up a child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they won't depart from it. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I know a lot of men that used to be Methodist and married a Catholic and... Um, and there, there's two of them. One of them was my grandpa Carlson, where when we would go down to Florida, we would go to the Methodist church down there and he'd come with us and he'd be like, it's the first time I've had communion in 30 years or something like that. And you're just like, what? And I always thought that was interesting is just the two different denominations that, that actually made an impact. I'm like, well, why can't you? And why can't you? And what's going on with, it seemed very strange to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But both very people of great faith and it seemed like it didn't make that big of a difference. Right. But they also didn't make faith a contention That's true. between them. And, uh, they also gave each other the freedom to fully embrace their faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a difference too. That makes a difference too. Okay. Next question. When was the Bible finished? Would there be a reason to add the Bible, add to the Bible? I don't think there'd be a reason to add to the Bible. I mean, we've got plenty of books in our libraries already. Why would it need to be added to the Bible? It was finished in the uh, 300, 
325, 350 mm-hmm. during the Constantinian era. And the reason it's finished in its current form was the, uh, the rise of Gnosticism within Christianity. And uh, it was basically a fight to make sure that that Gnostic heresy did not end up in our Christianity. I see. And so there are certain books that were not considered for, for the Bible because of that. So there were books that were considered, but they had to say, no, it has to be done. Well, it had a certain criteria. Okay. It needed to glorify God. Right. And it needed to uh, uh, accurately characterize Christ as the Gospels do. And what was the other piece of criteria? I, I'm sorry. I'm not bringing it to mind right now. But the books needed to set, needed to def- fit within that criteria okay. for them to, to yeah. get in. Okay. The Old Testament was pretty much taken, you know, Genesis to, Mal- to Malachi as it was. Right. The Maccabean books, uh, the Apocrypha, were removed by a lot of Christians. They were added back in by the Catholics because it supports a lot of things that they were thinking. Oh, yeah. But uh, the, the New Testament was solidified uh, to, to basically maintain a front against Gnosticism. I like that. Okay. Yeah. I always thought that was an interesting question. It's like, so who got to decide the Bible was done, you know? Yeah. Because it was, I mean... It was men that put it together. Right. right. Well, yeah. And men that writ it, wrote it. So we are trusting that God had a hand in that. Well, I believe in inspired, the inspired word of God. Okay. That no word got in here except through the inspiration of God through the hand of men. Okay. And so I believe it is at least inspired. Yeah. That way. Now, uh, there, there's some books that I'm trying to remember which one didn't all... Almost didn't make it. And I can't remember which one it was. But, you know, it was, there were certain criteria to get it in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of them almost didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a council. It wasn't just one person. Right. Doing it. There were, and I, I remember the story that the, everybody who was part of the council that put it together uh, had scars from the persecution they'd gone through as Christians. I see. So it was a, a, it was a gathering of people who had put their lives on the line, their reputations on the line to be Christian and to yeah. be known as Christian. And so that's part of the inspiration mm-hmm. behind this word. So do you think there is much disagreement in that council meetings? Oh, I think there was probably more disagreement. Well, I say that on one hand, they did agree on the Bible. Okay. So the, I think maybe the Holy Spirit showed up and took care of it. Yeah. But you talk That's, about a diverse bunch. Mm-hmm. They would have been a very diverse very bunch. Very diverse. Gathering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because that's something, you know, it's constant, um, um, a, a point that someone will make is that, you know, like, oh, how do you know the Bible's done? Who gets to make right. those decisions and stuff? You know, how do you know that the um, uh, LDS, Church of Latter-day Saints, how do you know that? They didn't think that that was, how do we know that? Because they probably think that that's God-ordained in their extra books, you know? Yeah, they like to think that. Yep. 
So what's to say that they're wrong or they're not? We'll say that they're not wrong. Have you read them? Um, I've had some of, I've had, uh, You've had some? I've had some come to my house and show mm-hmm. me those things. And yeah. I, I, I find them, they're just at the edge far enough that I'm not comfortable. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was a revelation of John that now it comes to me. The revelation of John almost didn't make it. Oh, was it? That? Had I they it not that. been able to, to, uh, anchor the authorship in the disciple John, it probably wouldn't have made it. Because it is literally out there. It's out there, man. Yep, we did one of those. We did an episode on on um, Revelations not too long ago. If you right. want to go back and check that one out. And, that, and uh, but you know, it does glorify God. Surely. Those worship. I mean, Handel's Messiah grows out of the Revelation yeah. of John, and uh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I I'm glad it's in. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it was weird enough they almost didn't put it in well right i mean i've heard some uh, criticisms of it is and it's a it's a popular one it's like well you're just it's just there to scare us back into into church into church back into the pew yeah Yeah. Uh, the threat of hell is the only reason why as christians go to church right that's what some people think and Hmm. uh, that's just not the case no that's not the case um i go to church because i love jesus and try to get along with other people who do right yeah. And other people who don't. Yeah. Get along with them. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's hard. Well, yeah. part of it is church is a, if we do church well, we can live life together better. Because then we realize, okay, that person brings that unique qualification and that's sort of cool. Yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. It is an interesting point that gets brought up by, you know, the LDS is that, or not necessarily an interesting point, but um, we're trusting that our book is God ordained, and they're doing the same thing. Um, but I always look at you know what, who is the higher power that is influencing what you believe? So the higher power that's influencing what the what the, the the current Bible we have now. So I'm saying is stronger, and this is my opinion. Then than what the LDS has to offer. And that's my opinion. Now, I say stronger, which I feel like is could almost be taken as blasphemy because I should be saying, no, this is the word of God, and obviously that one is not, which is what I believe. But in a, you know, a rational argument, I have to say that this one has a stronger um, core influence by God mm-hmm. than that other junk. Yeah, yeah I, I just... Yeah, I can't embrace that. Yeah, I can embrace this because I see, I can see this transform. This has transformed my life. Mm-hmm. This this these books have transformed my life. So I I have a bias that these are written right. by God, yeah. inspired by God. Yeah, and if I can make them part of my life, I can continue the transformation in my life and maybe nudge some others in that transformation. Yeah, there's a. I'm sorry, this, this is going to be so much, you know, LDS talk here, but there were a lot of things when I was talking to them that I thought was like, you know what, that's, that's a fun topic, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and one of them was, um, you know, God sent Jesus and a lot of people thought, you know, well, Jesus doesn't fit here. People thought he was crazy, mm-hmm. obviously. Even his family. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they said, you know, well, in America, you know, we didn't, 
the, the Native Americans here never knew anything about Jesus. And so that's why God sent, um, what was his name? Uh, Smith. Smith. Was it John Smith? Joseph. Joseph Smith. That he sent them to, uh, sent him to America to be the next Jesus or something like that. And I was just taken back. I was like, well, that's a, a, a fun brain game, but also t- n- no, no, that's, you can't, I don't understand how you can believe in Jesus and Joseph, Joseph Smith. Yeah. It make, doesn't make sense to me. And I brought that up and, um, and I don't exactly remember what happened, but there wasn't a lot because they left shortly after that. But that's a tough one. How is, a tough one. I don't know if I handled that one correctly or not, but. I don't know. I've had lots of people show up at the house. And as soon as I grab, grab my Bible and take book, chapter and verse, uh, uh, in, in answer to what they're telling, they usually don't ever come back. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, maybe I'm and doing I'm it And I'm looking wrong. forward, you know. I keep looking forward to these people coming. When I was in seminary, they came at a, came quite often. And, and uh, I just grabbed my Bible, book, chapter, and verse. And, mm-hmm. and one time we got down to the Greek, and I said, so you're saying it this way, and I say it this way, and yet the Greek, I mean, you, in context, I don't see how you get it your way. Right. And I think, yeah, they never came back after I brought my Greek lexicon out. I must have been doing it wrong because <laughs> they've been to my they, house four or five times. Well, oh, yeah. I think they think they're going to get you. Oh, maybe so. I don't know. We used to have neighbors that were uh, um, were a part of that church, so maybe there was some influence there. It but. could be. And you'll notice that they'll bring the next next higher guy. Yeah. The, the younger guy I'll drop off in the second conversation, and they bring the next higher guy, and then... If they're coming the next time, that next younger, and they bring the next higher guy yep. who knows more about what's being yep. said. That's exactly what it was, too, because, and what happened, and I, I'm i exactly the same as you, is like, oh, I've been waiting, because the <laughs> they fun. came twice, and the second time, I was like, you know, I'd really like to dive into theology about this, and they're like, oh, well, we, well, we'll bring the, um, oh, what do they call him? Uh, Elder? Something like that. Uh, but they're like, he's our, so, I mean, you got these questions. I think you should talk to him. I was like, great. Um, they never tell you like when they're going to come, no. yeah. but I like the cold call. He showed up. I was like in the middle of the flu. Like my wife's taking the kids away from the house. Cause I'm just like mm-hmm. in misery. And they showed up and I was like, Oh man, I was really looking forward to this, but I am so sick. And they're like, oh, that's usually what happens. Yeah. I was like, no, really, please come back. I, I've been waiting to talk to you about this. I've got all this. Mm-hmm. And I showed them these papers and they're like, okay, we'll try another time. And it was two years. Two years. Yeah. So they never saw them. So, oh, well, I guess. They knew you were packing at that point. You think so? <laughs> well, the last time they came, it was a, a, it was the same lady who came but then she had the, that they, they were like training a, a younger girl and she might've been 14, 15, something like that. And, uh, I was like, well, have her do it. Mm-hmm. Have her do this. And they're like, Oh, well, she's just here to observe. I'm like, well, why not? And they're like, no. Oh, okay. Fine. I guess. Well, but. see, there is something that we need to glean from that. Yeah. Their missionary journeys, their missionaries, their, their discipleship programs, are probably better than we ever do well, yeah. in the Christian church. 
granted, we have the truth. Yeah. But they have developed a system of indoctrinating that's much better than ours. Yeah. And so we need to do better. Yeah. And if it's not anything else, it should be a challenge to do that. So that, you know, First Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says, we are always to be prepared to give an answer for the faith that we profess. Yep. Uh, that last part's not quite right, but always prepared to give an answer. Right. Yeah. And I don't think we are. We're not all of us. But I think we need to be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If anyone's listening, yeah. If you haven't thought about that yet, where should they go? Well, start with your pastor. Okay. And uh, then get in a Bible study Mm -hmm. and get prepared to, well, basically you're arming yourself. Yeah. Get prepared in the word. Mm -hmm. I'd recommend don't Google it. Not that there aren't He's right. solid, <laughs> not that there aren't solid answers on Google that you can find. But if you're like, how do I defend my faith or, uh, or say, how do I do, how do I tell people why I believe in Jesus? You know, you can give, it's got your short little quippy answers there that are pretty good. Yeah, I'll help, you know. And I, exactly. Right. <laughs> and I've, and I've done that before, tried to like memorize those things. So I have that answer because sometimes I'll stumble around it and it gets the, the whole conversation side rails because I leave an opening for something there. Right. And when I stopped doing that, I started just ending up with, um, to a non-believer, someone's like, well, why do you? I'd be like, because it makes sense. Because that's the one I think that they're looking for. Um, they're like, well, how does it make sense? And it might just be because I, I would like to have those conversations that, and I'm equipped... A, <laughs> Poorly equipped, but equipped nonetheless to have those conversations in that manner. Actually, you're getting quite well at being equipped. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Over time. Yeah. Yep. But let the Holy Spirit work through it. You know, it it can be a journey because it's, it's really a good, as far as journeys go and struggling and finding and searching and seeking the truth, that one I felt was very, very rewarding. Um, and the growth and it was really fun is finding your own answer. Cause I mean, we all as yeah. Christians have the same answer, but the way we say it can speak to different people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the importance of the Holy spirit in that conversation is, is really important because Jesus says he will give us the answer. Mm-hmm. He will give us, don't be worried about what you need to say. Yeah. He will give you what you need to say. Right. And he'll take care of that. Yeah. That's in scripture. I can't, quite get it right man i know we went through it in matthew just in our bible study not too many weeks ago he'll give us the answer yeah he'll give us the words that's right very good Mm -hmm. it is that means we have to have faith that's right that even in those situations he'll give us what we need yeah Awesome. Will you pray us out, Don? I can do that. Awesome. Lord, we thank you for your holy word. We thank you, Lord, for all the individuals who were present at that council and brought it together for us. And thank you, Lord, for being the inspiration behind the writers. Heavenly Father, as we seek to live for you in these times, give us those little nudges we need to better glorify you this very day. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Well, everyone, thanks for joining us. We hope you have your answer for your faith as to why you believe. Um, and if not, we, we urge you to seek a pastor. Seek that answer. Seek that pa- and enjoy answer. Enjoy that journey. and um, Enjoy the journey. Yeah, yes. I like that. I like that. So, all right, everyone, that's all for this week. We will see you next week. Lord willing. Thanks Bye. again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.